0: Let's open our Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. Uh, Tonight we're going to talk about right thinking. How many of you know that how you think controls your life? If you think wrong, you'll do wrong. If you think right, you'll do right. If you think higher, you'll live higher. Did you hear me? If you think higher, you'll live higher. If you think low, you'll live low. Come on. Mm -hmm. If you think low, you'll settle. The enemy always wants us to settle. And so that's one reason we read our Bibles, because it takes us higher in our thinking. It takes us higher in our thought life, amen? If if you don't read the Bible and you're just, you know, thinking the thoughts that you've always thought since you were five, you know, or since you were 18, and you're still thinking those same thoughts, you know, that doesn't mean you're thinking right. Our thoughts are formed by how we were raised, maybe who taught us, uh, maybe some things that happened to us can kind of form the way we think, right? Or some things that didn't happen to us that we wanted to happen to us, right? right? These, are all effect, these all affect our thinking. And how we think is what we're living today. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say that one more time. Mm-hmm. How we think that's how we're living today. The way we live today is a result of how we think. Come on. The way we live today is a result of how we think. Amen. And so when you and I received Jesus into our heart, when we asked God, the Father, to come into our lives, he took out the old spirit. And he made us, he gave us a new spirit. That's what you know, Pastor Marks was saying on Sunday, um, all, you know, you've been made a new creature in Christ. Well, what was made new? Your spirit became new. You are a threefold being. You have a spirit, the real you. Your body's like your house. You live on the inside of your body. When you die, your body, you know, you see those. Those movies or you hear people tell about they were floating up and they looked down, they saw themselves lying in a bed, right? Well, their spirit man is either going to go to heaven or go to hell. The body stays here. So the real you, you're living inside your body. Yeah. My body tends to be very white and doesn't like the sun. Some people have their paint is brown and I wish I had it, and I wish I could get golden tan like them, right? So we, we are a spirit, we live in a body, and we have a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So we are a threefold being. Spirit, we are a spirit, we live in a body, and we have a soul, right? And so when you became born again, when I became born again, um, we were made new on the inside. We have a new spirit, but did we get a new body? I wish, but we did, right? Maybe some of you, I wish I got a new body. Did you get a new mind? No. no. You didn't get a new body and you didn't get a new mind when you came to know Jesus. You just got a new spirit. But we have the same body and we have the same mind, right? So 1 Corinthians 6, are you there? Verse 19 says this. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? So now that you have Jesus living on the inside of you, your body is a temple. Your body's a temple. Mm-hmm. Your body's a temple. Yes. What lives inside of you? The Holy Spirit now That's lives right. inside the of Holy you. Spirit. So I take care of my temple. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not going to profane the temple. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, you hear about the people, those stories where someone broke into a church. And they, uh, what do they call that when they, um, graffiti. yeah, graffiti. But when they go in there and desecrate it. They'll, don't they use that word? they like they desecrated the temple. They went in there and they did something to the temple. Well, your body is a temple. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. God lives inside of you. The inside. Your body is a temple and God lives inside of you. Yes, right. And then it goes on to say, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Your body is not your own. My body is not my own. goes on to say, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You were bought with a price. What was the price that was paid for your body? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. God cares about our body. On the cross, he took every sickness on the cross, on his body, so we could walk in complete health and wholeness. Amen. Right? Yes. He took... Uh, he took lack on the cross we were redeemed we were he purchased um, our freedom from spiritual death Mm -hmm. so now we're not going to go to hell we're gonna Mm -hmm. go to heaven Mm -hmm. he purchased our freedom for our bodies, so we can live in health and healing and not sickness Mm -hmm. anymore he took that on him Mm -hmm. he took the stripes on him and then he took uh, poverty he took lack So we don't have to live in lack anymore. The Bible says he became poor that we might be rich. He did all that on the cross. That's a lot. That's a lot he did for us. So he says glorify God in your body and in your spirit, right? So we know now we don't have a new body, so we have to glorify God in our body. Amen. Amen? Amen. But tonight I'm going to talk about your mind. Let's look at Romans chapter 12 because we didn't get a new body and we didn't get a new mind either. Right? Don't you wish you had a new mind? Man, I wish I would have got a new mind when I got saved. Now I know exactly how God thinks, and all automatically I can just think like God. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't that be easy? I can just think like God. But Romans chapter 12, verse 1, say amen when you get there, says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Here we go again. He's talking about your body. You know what a living sacrifice is? You know what a sacrifice is? Mm-hmm. They, lay, they lay it on the altar, but you're alive still. <laughs> you know, back in, the, back in the Bible times, they would, they would sacrifice a, a lamb or a goat or different animals, right? And the Bible says you're a living sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I know there's one pastor used to say, don't get up off the altar because you're alive. (laughs) I don't want to do this, Lord, right? But you're a living sacrifice. That means you're going to have to sacrifice things. You're uh, going to have to lay things down that you don't want to do or that you would like to do and say, I can't do that anymore. I'm presenting my body as a living. My body is God's. My body is not my own. I don't own this body. God owns it. So if God says, don't do this with this body, I'm not going to do it. Hallelujah, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay, we'll we'll move on from there. Your body's a living sacrifice. Holy, your body's holy now. Your body's holy now. I said your body's holy now. You gotta make sure that you you act holy with your body. We're not doing things that don't glorify God. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The Amplified says it's your form of worship. How you live, when we lift our hands, that's not worship. It's more than that. It's how am I presenting my body to God? This is His temple. Whether you like it or not, your body's His. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, it's His. So from now on, when you're walking around, like, what am I doing with my body? Does it bring glory to God? Right? Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world. This is what we're going to talk about tonight. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen? that you may prove what is the good and acceptable will of God. Tonight we're going to talk about renewing your mind. If you want to change your life, you have to change how you think. If you want to change your life, you have to renew your mind. Sitting in church isn't just, my mind's renewed now. And what is renewing the mind? Renewing the mind is exchanging those old thoughts for God's thoughts. Exchanging how we grew up thinking. Now we come into the knowledge of God. Now, we, now we've asked Jesus into our heart. Now we've got to exchange, get rid of those old ways of thinking and take God's ways of thinking. Amen. And how do we do that? We read our Bible. We get in His Word. God's Word, the Bible, is God speaking to us. Say that with me. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible Bible is full full of God's thoughts. thoughts. Amen. Amen. So we have to renew our mind. We have to change the way we think if we want to change the way we live. If you want to be healed and live a healed life, you have to change the way you think. If you want to live prosperous, you have to change the way you think. If you want to have a good marriage, if you want to treat uh, each other right, you have to change the way you think. You can't think like the world thinks because the world won't tell you to put others first. The world will tell you, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Forget them. You know, you fell out of love. That's the world's way of talking. The world will tell you, it's okay. You know, I heard someone say, they said they were going to get married to someone. And the girl goes, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can just get a divorce. (laughs) You know, that's how people think today. That's how they think. That if it doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce. Well, that's the world's way of thinking. That's not how God thinks. Now, God doesn't expect you to stick it out with someone who's being physically abusive. I'm not talking about those situations. Now, let's just be wise, right? But, you know, well, I just fell out of love, you know, and, you know, there's this other guy at work, and I really, I think I'm in love with him now. You know, that's the world's (laughs) way of thinking. See, the world has a way of thinking, and then God has a way of thinking. And so when we come into the knowledge of God, when we come to know Jesus in our, we ask him to come into our life, now we have to gain the knowledge of how does God think about this? How does he think about my kids? How does he tell me to discipline them? How does he tell me to treat my wife? How does he tell me to treat my employer? How does he tell me to talk? Right? Oh, I can't gossip anymore. Nope, can't do that. Because I'm renewing my mind. I'm exchanging the old ways of thinking for God's ways of thinking. Amen? Amen. Why does it matter how we think? If we don't think right, we're going to be conformed to the world. We're going to think like the world, live like the world, going to be poor, sick, and tired. And you got to be fed up with, I'm tired of being, I'm fed up with being sick and tired. Because you don't have to live that way. Jesus died on the cross so you don't have to be sick, so you can be healthy, so you don't have to be tired, so you can be strong, so you don't have to be even mentally tired. You know, people can get mentally tired. Emotionally, I'm exhausted. Then you need more word. we got to put more of the word in. Maybe we need to praise God more, put on some joy, right? But where do you learn these things? Not at work. Unless you're li- working for a Christian organization, they're not going to tell you. How you need to think or how you need to act, right? There's a lot of suffering going on in people's lives, in their marriages, in their bodies, in their finances. And much of it is due to how they think. How they think. Because how they think, how we think, is what we speak and what we do. It's what we believe. How we think is it, it's what we believe, right? So we've got to change You know, the ways that we've been believing and thinking, how we think, that's our mindset. We have to change our mindset so we can think like God called us to think. Our life goes in the directions of our actions, of our words, but it's all a reflection of what we believe. It's a reflection of what am I thinking? Because how I think is how I'm going to speak. How I think is how I'm going to act, right? Praise the Lord. So when we have wrong thinking... Well, why is wrong thinking? Does it really matter? It really does. Because if you have wrong thinking and wrong believing, you're going to speak wrong, you're going to do wrong, and guess what's going to happen? You're going to open up the door to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And he can slip on in and do what he wants in your life. Right. And we're always talking about close the door to the devil. Don't open any doors. Keep the doors closed to the enemy, right? Amen. It's our job to keep the door closed to the devil. Okay? So you'll never live right if you don't think right. right. Amen. You'll never believe and speak right if you don't think right. Come on. Everything in life, every outcome of our life, comes either from wrong thinking or right thinking. It's true. It's our choice. So we have to get rid of those old ways of doing and speaking and thinking. And we do it by the great exchange. It's called renewing your mind. Like it says right here, don't be conformed to this world, verse 2, but be transformed. What happens when you exchange God's thoughts? Exchange your old thoughts for God's thoughts. Your life is transformed. You start to think like God. Why? Because you're you're taking on his thoughts now. You are feeling yourself transformed. Sew up with the thoughts of God. It's flushing out those old ways of thinking. And your life is transformed. Your marriage is transformed. Your finances are transformed. Your children are transformed. Why? Because your thinking was changed. Because you changed the way you thought and decided, I'm going to think like God thinks now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now the word renew says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You could also say restore, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. restoring your mind, Mm -hmm. restoring your mind back to how God created it to be in the Garden of Eden. Your mind is getting restored. When you restore your mind, you restore your life. That's how restoration comes to your life. That's how restoration comes to your marriage, to your finances, to your relationships. You start taking God's thoughts. And you think on his thoughts instead of your thoughts. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So renew, that word renew, restore, it means to renovate. I love HGTV. That's like one of my, I call it Holy Ghost, Pastor, Holy Ghost Television. I like HGTV, right? Well, but there's a show, I I think it was on ABC and it was called, I can't remember the the name of it, but... um, they would say, move, they would come in and do a whole house for a, a needy family, right? And it looked like, it looked like a normal house. And then they were done and you're like, that looks like a mansion. What are they, you know, and they put all this electronic stuff in there. But they had this bus, they'd park in front of it. And they'd say, move the bus. You remember that show? And the bus would move. And you're like, you know, they're like, oh my gosh. And they start crying. And, well, what happened? Their house was completely renovated. Sometimes, actually, they would knock it down. They completely knocked it down and built a new one. See, that's what you're doing when you're renewing your mind. When you're taking God's word and you're feeding on it and you're listening to to the teaching of the word of God, the accurate teaching of the word, you're literally tearing down the old ways of thinking, the old you, and God, through his word, is rebuilding. He's renovating your thought life. So now you're thinking, it's like, it's grand it's like, wow, that was like a little shack, and they knocked it down. See, your old thinking, it's like, just needs to be knocked out. Yeah. This needs to be getting rid of, gutted, a complete gut job. Yes. Because, you know, how you were raised, how they talked to you, what you experienced in life has formed how you think today. Yes. Amen. And that doesn't mean it's always the right mm. way of thinking. That's right. And so we've got to catch those wrong thoughts. But how are we going to know if we're thinking right or wrong? The Word of God shows us how to think, Amen. because we go back to what does God's Word say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start feeling sick and nauseous, and I got a headache, you know, and here's Pastor Melina, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm not feeling good. You know, I, I can start thinking like the world. Oh man, everyone at work's getting the flu. Maybe it's the flu. I don't know. Everyone's going around. Or I could start thinking like the Word. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. I refuse symptoms. By His stripes, I am healed. I am taking what belongs to me. But how am I going to know that if I don't read my Bible? Right. I, I won't know how God thinks unless I read His Word, which are, which is you know the Bible, His words to me. Right. Amen. So some of us we just need to move that bus. Just knock down the old way of thinking. We all need to and uh, renovate our thinking, right? And it's completely new afterwards. You don't even recognize the house. They're like, that's that's my house? You know, people are going to be like, that's Marcus? That's Sarah? Oh, my gosh, you're completely different. You know, Pastor Marcus, you know, I grew up being a Christian, but he didn't. So he'll tell the story. You've heard him tell the story of how people will say, man, what happened to you? You know, and you'll, you will hear other stories. I've heard many, especially men. But women too, and they get born again. And people be like, oh, "Man, you look different. What do you, do? you what? Did you, did you get a haircut? You know, did you grow a beard? What? Something's different about you, you know." And people don't know what it is, but you've been made new on the inside. Your spirit, man, is new. So now, out of your little windows right here, comes the life of God. Right? You're like, "Man, something's different about you." But your mind still has to be renewed. Your mind still has to be renewed. Amen because we want to live how God wants us to live. Amen? So to renew the mind, to restore our mind to how God would have it look, number one, we must feed on the Word. That means we're, what is the Word? The Word is the Bible. Why do we do this? So we can gain knowledge of how God works. How does His system work? The world has their own system. God has His system. Guess what? God's system doesn't really make sense to the world. You know, when God told us to tithe, that didn't make sense to me. You know? I had $300 from unemployment. You want us to tithe off it? You know, I need every last penny. We need food. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense when God says, you know, you need to forgive them. Forgive them? They've been treating me like this for years. And I'm supposed to forgive them and act like they never did me wrong? Lord, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> act like they never did me. The Bible says love doesn't even notice when others do you wrong. How am I going to do that? With the Word. Right? What does the Word say? So I've got to renew my mind, but I have to feed on the Word. I have to know, how does His system work? What does He expect of me? And then what does He have for me? What does He have for you guys? He, he may have businesses for you. He may have uh, uh, healing for your body, for your children, restoration, I don't know, promotion. There are things in the plan of God that He has for you, but you'll never know it unless you start feeding on his word and find out what does he have for me he's got healing for you prosperity for you come on you don't have to live like the world anymore you don't have to be sick and tired amen if we don't feed on his word we'll be ignorant you know the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge lack of knowledge where are you going to get your knowledge you know where some people get their knowledge well youtube pastor marcus was saying on sunday you don't know what to do go to youtube right but can you go to youtube for spiritual things well, you know, I, w- I was thinking about this when we were talking about the books. Brother Hagan's books, you can go on to YouTube. Yeah. Look up Kenneth Hagan. You want to renew your mind? I listen to him. Pastor Marks and I listen to him almost every night when we go to bed. He's like, the only preacher I can listen to where he doesn't start yelling, ah, and then it wakes me up. I'm listening to the Word. I'm listening to the Word. I'm feeding my spirit on him. Why? Because he's preaching what the Word says. I can't just listen to anybody. I can't just... I can't just go listen to any preacher. Yeah. Right. I can't just listen to any music. Yeah. Right. I don't care if it's on a Christian radio. I can't just listen to it. It's got to be backed up by the word. Yeah. If right. they're if they're saying God God takes away, uh-huh. mm. click. I'm turning off that Christian station. Because yeah. right. God does not take away That's right. a child, yeah. Yeah. That's right. cause death. Yeah. That's right. No, God doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's not my God. God's a good God. Anything good is God. Anything yes. bad is the devil. Yes. But people think that God's well. God's all in control. No, he's not. People make choices. We are not robots. Yeah. Right. You don't know what someone was thinking. Right. You don't know people's thoughts. Yeah. Even if they come to church. Uh-huh. Just because we come to church doesn't mean our minds are renewed. Uh-huh. The enemy's constantly bombarding people with the wrong thoughts christians too yes. christians too don't think because we go to church well you know nothing You know i'm not gonna have to deal with the devil yes you are but you have the tools to do it because you can just use your mouth and answer back you take that word the bible says the word is your sword yeah. come on it's your sword and you use that word against the devil you answer back amen so you feed on the word what does that mean you're reading your bible every day Come on, the Bible's God talking to us. Read your scriptures. If you're believing God for healing, what scriptures are you standing on? If you're believing God for your children, what scriptures are you standing on? You're reading your scriptures. You're feeding on the word. You're reading the books on the book table. Come on. Why? Because they're backed by scripture, not by religion. Right. Right. This isn't a, a life about religion, like, I got religion. You know, people will, once you ask Jesus into your heart and you start going to church, they're going to be He's got religion. She's got religion now. Right. It's not religion. It's called a relationship. Right. No, I have a relationship with God. I'm coming into this relationship to get to know Him better. Because He died for me. Yeah. I, I'm not my own anymore. I didn't know that before, but now I know. I'm not my own. I'm His now. I'm His. You're His. Don't live like you're your own. The Bible says, The way of the transgressor is hard. It's hard when you live wrong.
1: Yes, it
0: is. It's hard living wrong. It'll always be hard when you live wrong, when you do wrong. But when you live right, there's a blessing, right? We read it in Deuteronomy. There's a blessing for those who live right. But we have to feed on the Word, read our Scriptures. And when we renew our mind, we're taking God's thoughts. We're making them our own. Amen? We're lifting our thoughts out of the gutter. Come on. We need to have our thoughts go a little bit higher. You know, I, well, I could just see myself... You know, if I just got a new, you know, I don't to say it. if I just got like a new, you know, condo, I'd be good. Okay, well, maybe that's where your faith is. But maybe God wants you to have a house. Yeah. You know, God has so much more for you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he wants you to have the big SUV you want. Yeah. I mean, do you really want that SUV? Yeah. Well, why can't God get it for you? But see, our thinking is yeah. so low. Well, you know, I don't really deserve it. And I don't know if I could afford it. Oh, your mind's not renewed. Because mm-hmm. now you're putting your trust in your own finances, your own source, your own, source, your own mm-hmm. abilities rather than God's. Yeah. Yeah. See, so when we come up against opposing thoughts like, you don't really, you can't get that. Okay, that's, that's where I need to renew my mind. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know God always wants the best for me. I know God always wants the best for you. Right. But you won't walk in it if you don't renew your mind. I won't walk in it if I don't renew my mind. Yeah. So before we moved into our house, Pastor Melina is reading a lot of scriptures on houses. Why? I had to renew my mind to the fact that God wanted me to have another house. I thought, well, I mean, we're on memory lane here, our first house. This is a great, you know, memory lane. Maybe God wants us to make all our memories here on memory lane. You know, it's a sign. You know, thank God we knew we don't, we're not led by signs, right? right? right, right. Amen. But I personally could have stayed there and been fine. But it's because my thinking was, this, is, this works. I'm fine right. with this. Right. But see, when God has so much more for you, wouldn't you hate to go to heaven and God say, you know, I had like this big ranch for you with cattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was there all along and it was for you, but you never made movement to go get it. Right. Why? Because your thinking wasn't high enough yeah. yet. Right. So if you're trying to move into something, you've got to raise your thinking first or you'll never get there. Yeah. Right. Amen. So you got to raise your thinking. So, how do you do that? You feed on His Word. What does God's Word say? You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says God will give you houses you didn't build, yeah. mm-hmm. lands, properties. Yeah, that's in the Bible. In the Bible. Vineyards that you didn't plant. <clears throat> how many of you would like some? Forget the vineyards. I'd like some orchards. <laughs> <laughs> just Lord, I want some orchards. <laughs> yeah. Told Pastor Marcus, I know what I want, yeah. right? You got to know what you want, but you got to feed on those scriptures for yeah. it. There's scriptures in there. When Olivia was, had that big, second time she had the big lump on her leg, big tumor, they said it was a tumor. They'll, let me pull out all the scriptures I can find on legs. This was before Google, okay? I didn't have Google back in 1998. <laughs> I didn't have Google. There was no, you know, everybody has a phone and all that. So now I could go, now I just go to Google and go, leg scriptures. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you need to find a scripture on anything, just Google it. You know, tumor scriptures. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Growth scriptures. They're in there. Whatever you're believing God for. And, and you get those scriptures and you write them out. And you're meditating on them, right? Come on. So you're renewing your mind to think like him. Praise God. And any time you hear the word, read the word. Or know from the word what you're supposed to do. And your mind starts to argue against it. There starts to come doubt or unbelief. Then you know. My mind's not renewed in that area. I got to renew my mind in that area, right? When I pastor start every time, pastor teaches on love, I get all fired up. (laughs) Oh man! Now keep thinking about that one person. I can't forgive them. Okay, there it is, right there. You got to look up some scriptures on forgiving, on walking in love. And guess what? It's not enough to look up the scriptures. Guess what? You have to do next. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth and say, no, I do love that person. No, I do forgive them. I don't even notice when they do me wrong. Lord, bless that person. Bless that person. See, you need to start blessing your enemies. That's what the Bible says. What does the Word say? Bless your enemies. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed how that situation will turn if you'll start doing the Word. Amen. So when doubt thoughts come, you've got to refuse them. How do you do that? You answer back with the word, but you're not gonna know what to say if you don't feed on his word. Yeah. And read the Bible or read the yeah. and read the books on the back table. Amen. Yeah. Your life will be changed. Yeah. Why? We want faith thoughts, thoughts that agree with what God is thinking. Yeah. I want to think like God. Yeah. Then I'll speak like God and act like God. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. We are his disciples. Yeah. Right. We are his followers. Yeah. When you're a disciple you're you're just like your master jesus is my master amen praise the lord say i'm looking like jesus talking like jesus thinking like jesus amen and then once we think like god then we know how to act right because you can't renew your mind you can't restore your mind if you're not doing what you know to do amen it's not just reading the word it's taking what you've read what you fed your spirit on, and doing it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. we got to put it into action. It's not enough to just sit here and hear it. we got to put it into action. Amen? When our mind is restored, when our mind is renovated with God's thinking, guess what? Our life will be restored and renovated. Come on. So what areas do you need restoration in? What area do you need to change? Oh, man, every time pastor reads that scripture about this certain topic, I just can't do it. If you're reading a scripture or someone's reading a scripture and you think, I can't do it, there's a little red flag. I need to renew my mind in that area. I need to renew my mind. I got to go look up some scriptures myself. I got to go study this out. Why? Because I want to be a doer. Because the Bible says that when the storms come, the the one that built his house on the rock didn't knock him over. Why? Because he was a doer of the word. But the one that built his house on sandy, the sandy ground, what happened when the storm came? It knocked him over. Why? Because he wasn't a doer. When you're a doer of the word, your house is built on a firm foundation. Your family's built on a firm foundation. Why? Because you take the word, you renew your mind, and you do what you know to do. It's not enough to sit in church and hear what you're supposed to do. God's not going to say, well done. You went to church. Now, should you go to church? Yes. But he's going to say, it's like you telling your kids, I'm so glad you went to school, and they're getting Fs. You'd be like, what's going on here? Why aren't you passing the test? You know what you're supposed to do. The teacher taught you. Why aren't you doing it? How come you didn't graduate from the eighth grade? Why didn't you graduate from high school? Right? Now, if you didn't graduate from those things, that's okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm just using it as an example. It is never too late. That is true. Right. But you don't want it. That's what it would be like. So people, well, I go to church. Yeah, yeah but you failed. Mm-hmm. You flunked when God told you to walk in love. You flunked when he told you to tithe. You flunked when he said, step out, make yeah. movement. Go look at that house. Step out, make movement. Go look at that that business. Mm-hmm. You know, that may not even be the house or the business for you, but you just start making movement. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many houses Pastor Marcus and I Sorry, I'm spitting. How many houses? It's getting fiery now. How many houses I looked at? I saw them online first. Okay, some of them had... Maybe you like blue carpet, but I don't. Mismatched carpet. Blue carpet. Let me give you a picture. Blue carpet, mauve wallpaper. Okay, we're going back to the 80s slash 90s here. I saw these houses online. Pastor Marcus is like, we're going to go look at the house. I'm like, but I already saw it online. I don't want to. I don't want to go look at that house. I already know. I don't want it. But he's like, we're going. We're making movement. We did it by faith. So you yeah. don't want God to say, hey, your thinking kept you so low. I had so much more for you because you weren't thinking high enough. Mm. But then once you think high enough, you got to make movement yeah. with the thoughts Amen. that he puts in your in your heart. Amen. And then once you take the Bible, it's not enough just to to read the Bible. The Bible says to meditate on His Word. Let's look at Joshua 1, 8 we We're almost done. Are you hanging in there? Amen. Are you awake? Pin, slap your cheeks a little. Wake yourself up. Come on. I know it's a Wednesday night. You all, you all went to work today. Praise the Lord. But what, what are we doing right now? We're renewing our mind. Because one of the ways you renew your mind, you restore your mind, is to hear accurate teaching. That's right. Amen. Just because someone is going to church doesn't mean their minds are being renewed. Yeah. Not if they're not hearing accurate teaching. If they're hearing, God put that sickness on you to teach you something. That's unbelief and doubt. And the enemy will use that and he'll get into your life. He opens the door when our minds aren't renewed. That will mess you up. So, Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law, what's it talking about? Your Bible... Your Bible shall not depart from your mouth. Come on, he's saying you've got to get this word in your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. So how do we renew our mind? We take his word, we meditate on it. It's not me sitting (laughs) crisscross, like in a yoga pose. That's not meditation. Meditation is taking God's word. It's reading a scripture and thinking, what does this... If the Bible says, by his stripes I am healed, what does my life look like if that scripture is working in my life? Mm -hmm. By his stripes I am healed. That word meditate means to mutter to yourself. Mm -hmm. By his stripes I am healed. I do this sometimes when I'm going to bed, often. I'll get a scripture, maybe one I read that day, maybe one that comes in my heart, and I'll just... Meditate on it. What does my life look like? By his stripes, I am healed. What does it look like? Oh, I wouldn't be sick. I wouldn't have any symptoms. By his stripes, the stripes on his back, I am healed. I am healed now. I am healed right now. I am healed. Not I will be. I am. You take the word and you meditate on it. Amen? Uh, Kenneth Hagin said this. Uh, Let me encourage you to meditate on the Word after you have studied it. Your spirit can be educated and trained. Just because you read the Word doesn't mean your spirit is educated. You can read the Bible and not even understand what you're reading, and it won't mean a thing to you. The Word, God's Word, the Scriptures have to get down on the inside of you, in your heart. That's why we take the Word, we're feeding on it. It goes down in our heart, in your spirit. Amen? Praise the Lord. It gets on the inside of you, and then you get a revelation of that word in your heart by meditating on it. Right? Praise the Lord. I think sometimes that's the way it is with the people who read the word of God. They know less when they finish reading than they did when they began. They're trying to grasp the truth of God's word with their minds. You can't get God's word with your mind. That's right. You can't read it and try and understand it with your mind, it goes into your heart. You receive it with your heart. You say, Lord, even if you don't understand it, Lord, I just take this word that I just read and I receive it by faith. Now, I want to encourage you, if you just got born again or you're not reading your Bible, start reading a Proverbs every day. Proverbs. There's there's 31 Proverbs. Today's, what's today? Today's the 8th. You can read Proverbs 8. And then where do you start in your Bible? Start in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four Gospels. Those will tell you all about Jesus and his life. Amen. And then after you read those, read the epistles, the, 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 the books after that. Those are the letters to us. Amen. But you want to meditate on his word. Amen. And then Brother Hagin said, after studying the word, I would shut my eyes. And I'd begin to meditate on the word and think about that scripture that I had just read. See, sometimes we just read our scriptures real fast. We just go real fast. I just read my chapter a day. All right, I'm done. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. See you later. And we leave. And we wonder why, why our life isn't changing. Why isn't our thinking changing? Because we're not taking the time. Close your eyes and, and meditate on that scripture that you just read. Or maybe you're reading your Bible and one scripture just pops out to you. It's like, man, that's a good one. You just take that scripture and meditate on it. What does my life look like? Oh, I love that scripture, Lord. And you meditate on it. You think about it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Because why? Meditating on his word brings light. Mm -hmm. It brings light. This is a dark world. And when you meditate on the word, you're finding out, what does God want from me? Mm -hmm. The Bible says his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If you don't meditate on the word, you're not going to have light. So many Christians just read their Bible, but they're not meditating. Come on. Amen? amen. So as we get ready to close, how do we meditate on the how do we? How do we renew our mind? How do we renovate, restore, knock down, move that bus, get rid of the old shack? We want the brand new mansion, right? We want our thinking to be right. How do we do that? Number one, we feed on the word. We're reading our Bible. We're reading our scriptures. Number two, we sit under accurate teaching. Amen. Number three, we meditate on the word. We take that word and meditate on it. Say it to ourselves over and over. Take that one scripture that means something to you and meditate on it. Don't just go by real fast. Slow down. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then, and then when the thoughts come that says you're not healed, you're never going to have that business, you say, You're a liar, Mr. Devil. I am going to have my own business. God put it in my heart. He already spoke it to me, and it's happening. And I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know God said it's going to happen. You're never going to have that house you want. You're a liar, Mr. Devil. I will have the house I want. Because God said he'd give me the desires of my heart. Mm -hmm. So you've got to talk back. If you don't talk back when the devil brings doubt and fear and unbelief, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start meditating on the wrong thing. You're going to start taking his thoughts and meditating on them. And then you start to think like him. And then you're gonna become Mr. Negative, right? So when those thoughts come, you cannot fight a thought with a thought. Well, I said it in my heart. I believe in my heart that God will take those bad thoughts away. God doesn't take the bad thoughts away. You have to answer them back. Are you ready? We're gonna do an exercise here. It says, Pastor Melina's teacher, I want you in your mind to count to 20, but wait. When I say stop, I want you to tell me your name. Are you ready? Start counting to 20. In your mind. It's always one in a group. In your mind. Ready? Start counting to 20. Stop. Tell me your name. What happened to the counting? What happened to your counting? Did it keep on going? No. The, the thought will stop when you say something. Yeah. Those thoughts that the enemy brings to you, you've got to answer them back. Yeah. You say, no, Mr. Devil, I am healed. No, Mr. Devil, I'm a new creature in Christ. No, Mr. Devil, my body's not my own. Yeah. I don't do those things anymore. Yeah. I don't talk like that anymore. I don't walk like that anymore. I'm a new creature in Christ. <laughs> See, you've got to answer the devil. He's got to try to pull you back right to where you got delivered from. You got delivered from drugs, he'll try and take you back. You got delivered from alcohol, he'll try and take you back. You got delivered from pornography, he'll try and take you back. You got to tell him, no, Mr. Devil, I'm not going back there anymore. I'm not going back to those drugs anymore. I'm not going back to living like that where I don't even have my mind. My mind is my mind. And I have control over my mind. And I take authority. So you've got dominion. You've got authority now that you're a new creature in Christ. God lives in you. Let his words come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Agree with what he has said. If you don't confess his word, you're going to live in defeat. You renew your mind. You do the word and you speak his word out. Out. You speak it. You're not supposed to be speaking to your husband. Don't you know what the Lord (laughs) says? You know. No, you speak it to the devil. Mm -hmm. Your enemy is not your spouse, it's not your family. Mm -hmm. Don't be telling your family. Don't you know what God said to me? And they're like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy. You're crazy." They don't go to church. They don't know their mind is in darkness. Mm-hmm. The Bible says those who are living in this world, that they, they, they don't know Jesus. They're, the Bible says their minds are blinded. Mm-hmm. Say, blinded, blinded by the God, lowercase G, of this world. Who's the God of this world? Satan. Satan, Satan has control over this world. Yeah. That's why bad things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to happen to us. But those people, they're living in darkness. So when you came into, into the knowledge of Jesus, what did you come into? You stepped into light. Yeah. Now we're going to renew our mind, so our mind can walk. Our whole life can walk in the light of what God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. But answer right. the devil back when he tells you it's not going to happen. Right. When he brings fear, doubt, and unbelief, he tries to tell you it's too late. You've been you've been believing God for this for too long. You say no. The word of God is true. I hold fast to my confession of faith. I know what God said about me. He said, I'm the healed. He said, my family's restored. He said, all my needs are met. He said, I don't have to struggle anymore. He said, I'm free from that pornography. I'm free from drugs. I'm free from alcohol. It can't, the, that 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 family thing that's been going on, alcohol, my grandfather, my father, now come trying to come down to me, it stops here, it stops now. I stop it. You have to stop it. You have to stop that addiction. If you don't, it'll go on to your kids. Don't think that they're not going to be affected by your addiction, whatever it is. They may not even know about it, but God knows. And it's a spirit that drives you. It's not of God. It's a spirit that drives you back to that thing. But you've got to answer it. You've got authority. Tell, you're not doing that to me anymore. I'm not going back to that life anymore. I'm free from that That's right. Yeah. while you're smoking your cigarettes. I'm free. <laughs> I mean, you want to be free? Okay. Say you're free. Yeah. Call yourself free. I don't care if you're smoking a cigarette, calling yourself free. Yeah. Taking a drink of alcohol, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I don't like this stuff. I'm free. One day you'll take a drink and you won't like it anymore. That's right. I just can't stop, Pastor. You can stop if you really want to. Yeah. If you start Amen. calling yourself free, renew your mind. Take what yeah. the Word says. The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free Amen. indeed. Amen. You are Amen. free. You were made free the minute you, asked Jesus the minute you <laughs> ask Jesus into your heart. The oh, minute you ask Jesus into your heart. Well, I'm just trying to get free. You don't have to try and get free. Yeah. You already are free. Amen. So call yourself free. Use your mouth to bring and use your mouth to bring your life in agreement with what God has already said about yes. you Amen. and renew your mind so that when you do use your mouth it comes from a full place a place where you've already been feeding on the scripture a place where you've already been hearing the word and your whole life your whole life your whole life will be transformed you won't even recognize your own life anymore right. If you'll take the time, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Well, I've been doing this for, for a year, Pastor. Keep on doing it and you'll see. Keep on doing it and you'll see a transformation. Don't give up. Well, you know, I just started going to church. Stick it out. Come on. Stick it out when the opposition... You think, you think the devil likes it that you started coming to church? He doesn't want you here. He doesn't want your life changed. He doesn't want you to hear the Word. You've got to hold fast and stick it out and never give up. Never give up feeding on the word. Never give up attending church. You don't give up. Anybody can give up. It takes a person of faith to hold fast and not give up and to continue to never quit. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep renewing my mind, restoring my mind. It's going to be a completely renovated mind, and my life will be transformed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I know what my homework is this week. Do you know what your homework is? I want to renew our mind. I got to get some scriptures out. What have I been struggling with? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get your scriptures. Just go to Google. Put them in. Put them in. I'm telling you. They're scriptures. God will help you. If you need help, Pastor Mark and I will help you too. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we're so grateful for all that you've done.